2: Now
4: Greetings and salutations, friends and loyal viewers of this channel. As you may know, we are on the cusp of, unless you're watching this a little bit later, the Biden recession. And for those of you who are unaware, a recession is defined as two consecutive quarters of negative growth, which I would think would be called two consecutive quarters of losses, but that is neither here nor there. Or as the professionals like to say, that is neither nya nor nyah. But here's the thing, I don't want you guys to panic, I don't want you to freak out, I don't want you to light your hair on fire, I don't want you to start storing all of your dirt under your mattress, because that is no way to save for the future, and that is no shield for the oncoming recession, or again, if you're watching this in the future, the recession that we're already in. In this video, I am going to break down for you the absolute bestest strategy of all time for how to survive a recession, and what's great about it is that it's actually going to be quite simple and it really relies on you guys not panicking. But before we get into that, we have a sponsor for today's video. It's a collagen powder. It's, look at my skin. It's so beautiful. Look at my hair. It's amazing. We'll throw it over to them. Then we'll come back over here and then we'll talk about all the things that we need to talk about. Like it or not, our appearance has a big impact on our mental health. I'm sure you've heard the expression, if you look good, you feel good. And that could not be more true. This is why there's so many anti-aging products out there on the market. But the thing is, these don't really work because they don't address the root cause of aging. What you need is a good collagen supplement. With one of these, you could have better looking skin, better looking hair, and actually have better gut health. But you're not going to run out to the store and buy the first collagen thing that you see like a dumb dumb idiot. You're going to get the top of the line stuff over at Health with Justice. This collagen powder is the best. The absolute tops. I take it every day and my skin is so soft. My hair is so luxurious and I just look fantastic, which is why I feel so so much better than all of you who haven't got all of this but fear not friends you don't need to be left out of this party if you go over to health with justice right now you can get 51% off exclusively for my audience healthwithjustice.com get your collagen powder so as you guys know we're going into recession or we're already in recession but regardless the economy is down the markets are down and it is a grim outlook for many a people and there's a lot of reasons for it there's the shutdowns related to covid there's the supply chain bottlenecks that are going on across The world, plus a bunch of other things that I have issue with, specifically the response to COVID. The idea that we're going to print a ton of money, send it out to a bunch of people while we're shutting down production leads to inflation. Therefore, therefore, you end up with higher prices. Therefore, therefore, you end up with people not shopping as much. Therefore, therefore, you end up with people's companies losing money because they're losing customers. On top of that, there's also the Biden stimulus, which goes beyond Trump spending a ton of money, which he did do. I know a lot of partisan hacks want to ignore it when the economy was already set to recover just from the opening up he flooded the market with two trillion dollars paid more people not to work which further slowed production and caused all sorts of other problems in the nation however i do need to point out that the recession that we're currently dealing with, although it might have some markers that are similar to other recessions. For instance, a lot of people think that we're in the midst of a housing bubble. Now we could be. I don't know. I'm not an expert on this. And nobody again is going to be able to predict everything in the future accurately. This is why people bank on the one time they got something right and they cover up all the wrong things that they got. But in reality, the housing bubble doesn't look like it's a situation where everybody's treating homes as speculative investments. It looks like there's a lumber shortage a lot of people moved into certain areas due to the lockdowns due to the fact that they didn't have to live in the cities in their small apartments that they worked in and due to that there's supply crunches and you can't really build as much so you think that a lot of this is going to go up for time but eventually the prices will stabilize because we still definitely need a lot of houses to be built in this country once the supplies come out that doesn't necessarily lend itself to a crash it does lend itself to maybe the spike is crazy due to the circumstances but that does not a bubble make remember the economy was going pretty decently for the most part and then all of a sudden everything got shut down and things got crazy and that's why we're seeing crazy pandemic shortages that's why we're seeing absurd things that we've talked about on this channel before like the prices of used cars rising for the first time ever in history so in these unusual times you have to understand that there might be unusual remedies for the problems that we're dealing with and you can't exactly forecast based on what happened in the 08 recession what's going to happen in this recession you also can't do so with the great depression or anything like that But there are some rules that you guys should know about. There are some things that you should follow that will help you going into the future and help you not lose everything and not panic and rest easy, even though we are technically going into recession. Now, remember, I said it's two consecutive quarters of negative growth. A bear market is a 20% downturn in the stock market. We are experiencing both of those. That is not that unusual. But the severity of these things is what can cause a lot of damage to a lot of people. Remember, during the Great Recession... We lost something like 10% of the jobs in the United States of America. The housing bubble burst. Everybody was panicking. We were all in our bedsheets talking to Randy Marsh and wondering how he was going to lead us into the future. And then Obama got elected president. And according to the left, he saved everybody. But according to other people, it was a slow tedious recovery, and a lot of people didn't personally recover from the economy. Now, the thing that you guys really need to know, and it's a message I want you to take away from this video, I want you to internalize it, is that things are going to be okay. It's not the end of the world. You don't need to sell all your assets and move into the woods. Everything is going to come back eventually. How long that happens has a little bit to do with government policy, has a little bit to do with some of the lingering effects of the shutdowns being undone, but overall, we did not lose the productive capacity of the american people throughout the course of the pandemic it slowed it stopped intentionally by the hand of government for a while. But all of the people, for the most part, that produced in this country are still around. And the idea that they just lost their skills and abilities is not the case. So things are going to be all right. You know, you want to hedge for inflation. You want to hedge for other things. That's one of the reasons why I partnered with a company like Noble Gold. But again, that is a hedge. And when I say hedge, I mean no more than 10% of your assets should be in any hedge because that is for the end of the world. It's not for every day recovery or anything like that. If you think that everything's going to go to hell, then you should hedge for it. But in reality, statistically, and what happens consistently throughout the history of this country, is that things don't go to hell. Things don't always fall apart. We recover from recessions. And this is one of the reasons why I'm very big on investing your money in index funds as a plan. Now, to be clear, this isn't financial advice. I don't know why I'm saying that. You know it's not financial advice. But for some reason, a lot of people, anytime they talk about stocks or funds or anything like that throw it out there that they're not giving financial advice, whatever, whatever. So I'll throw it out there too. So you have that same security blanket before you write down everything I tell you to do and do it exactly to a T. Now, the reason I believe in index funds is because index funds are proven over time to work consistently. They outperform the big hedge fund investors. They outperform any individual stock. They outperform asset classes, over time, And when you invest, in my opinion, you're investing for the long term. I don't want you guys to get into any of these get-rich-quick schemes. I'm not into my friend of a friend of a friend told me this great tip about a stock. I'm not trying to beat the market. I am trying to win in the market over time with a consistently growing investment so compound interest can do its work. And if you look at the returns of index funds, historically, they're around 8% per year. They're down now because everything in the market's down, and these index funds track the market, but if you would have invested when they were down back in 2008 during the recession, even with the downturn we're experiencing now, you would still be up by nearly double your money. Just go watch any of the clips of the stock market at the time before the economy really went to hell during the great recession and you'll see the down jones industrial average was at about 16000 now it's about 30000 which is down from its peak of around 36000 meaning that if you would have bought even then at the 16000 range before everything really went to hell you would be at least up double your money with all the compound interest building up along the way which would have made you significantly higher in terms of your money now what what do i mean by compound interest well basically the way that investing works is when you invest you get returns if your investments become more profitable number go up those returns are calculated as an interest that is paid out to you in dividends however if you set it up in such a way like in a roth ira account then your returns will also be reinvested into the funds that you're invested in and they will in turn return more interest when the investments go up now, compound interest is a magical thing because over time it will add up to significantly more money than you put in, and this is the definition of what people are talking about when they're saying your money is working for you. For instance, if you were to max out a Roth IRA, which is $6,000 a year at $500 a month with an initial $500 investment, and remember this is a retirement account, over the course of time and that time frame being 30 years because remember a Roth IRA is in fact a retirement account, you would have about $750,000, but more impressively, you would have only contributed about $180,000 over the course of those 30 years, meaning the bulk of that 750000 000-
2: Energy bills are rising at a historic rate and there's no end in sight.
1: fighterflare.com Flare.com.
4: which is $570,000 would just be the money that you earned putting your money consistently in the market. And consistently in the market is the absolute best strategy in terms of investing because you're not going to time it. The market is all people in the economy functioning. All that's priced in. The best thing that you can do is ride the wave. This is why when the Dow Jones industrial average hit its year low, it's 20% low. I actually bought into the market because I know over time it's going to go up. And therefore, if I have index funds that are pegged to the market, more or less, whether they be S&P 500 index funds or total market index funds, that I'm going to make that money back in the future, even if the market goes lower. And if the market dips even lower, even though I have consistent investments into these funds, I will up it when I see that it bottoms out, because the regret that a lot of people have during the great recession when the economy or the market dropped about 40 to 50 percent is that they didn't buy more because again if you just look at the numbers and even look at where we are now and what we're worried about you would be significantly up if you do so and by the way this is factoring in an eight percent return rate which is considered the average for these index funds if you actually look at the history of some of these index funds the rate of return that a lot of them are getting are around 14 percent. now if you got an average return of 14 percent, like a bunch of these index funds report to have, then your actual money at the end of the 30 years for your retirement for just $500 a month maximizing your Roth IRA would be $2.7 million, and $2.5 million of that would be the interest earned through compound interest and your investments just growing over time. So obviously, this is the best way to consistently shield your wealth and make sure it grows over time. The market goes down, sure, but chances are it's not the end of the world. Chances are the sky isn't falling. Chances are if you get yourself a decent index fund, then you'll be okay. And what's great about the index funds is that you have a number of choices that you can go with. Fidelity offers one. They offer actually multiple ones. They have an international one, which typically has lower rates of returns than the national. They have an S&P 500 one, and they have have a national one. Charles Schwab has a similar slate of offerings and Vanguard, which is basically one of the creators or the earliest creators of index funds. If you want to invest in them, also has them if you look at them over time they all perform very similarly from the time that they start despite the fact that they have slightly different calculations in them now i prefer the schwab or the fidelity one and that's because the fidelity actually has a bunch of zero fee index funds that you can invest in and low fee index ones and the schwab one has lower fees than the vanguard but if you're somebody who wants a brand name at the top of the top The Vanguard fee is about 0.04%, which is higher than Schwab or Fidelity, but again, if you're feeling a little bit sketchy about putting your money in this, then that's something that you should consider. On top of that, I highly recommend that you only put in money into these accounts that you're not afraid to lose. You're putting it in a Roth IRA, meaning that you don't have access to it without penalties until after you retire, after you're 59 and a half. And by the way, all that growth when you're 59 and a half is tax-free, so you'd have $2.7 million for for retirement that is yours. And by the way, you can keep it in the account. You don't have to draw it all out at once. You can let it keep investing and then just chart it out over time over 40 years or over 50 years or whatever, however long you think you're going to live past your investments. By the way, this is one of the reasons why if you put your money in these accounts, people to tell you to start doing it early because obviously if you do 20 years, your time horizon is shorter and the compound interest isn't going to work as effectively and you'll have less money even if you put in more money per month into these accounts which by the way for the roth ira you're actually capped at 6 000 a year to put into these accounts although you are allowed to fund one previous year to the maximum in order to give yourself a bit of a head start so yeah the overall strategy for surviving a recession or anything like that is to not panic. You only lose money in the market if you start selling your assets when you're down. A better strategy than any kind of hedging material or any individual stock is to buy stocks in a group, in index funds, which time after time have proven to be more successful than even Warren Buffett or your top hedge fund guys. When a hedge fund person gets a return of 27% for one year, they're considered a genius in Wall Street. These funds have gotten those returns before. If you track their history, their highest ever return or something around forty percent and everybody doesn't like to talk about them because they're boring and they don't cost you that much as an investor. You don't need to hire a person or anything like that, but if you do hire a person, make sure they have a fiduciary responsibility. On top of that, if you feel like you're broke and you don't have any wiggle room, make some wiggle room in your budget. You can afford it. The idea that you can't cut back on anything is absurd unless you're a parent or unless your budget is really tight, but you should consider making yourself a budget in order to head off the storm. You know how people say that millionaires have multiple streams of income, you know what they're actually talking about? They're not talking about a bunch of different side hustles or anything like that. They're talking about investment accounts that pay them dividends because they set aside some of their money now so that it can grow over time. And if you max out your Roth IRA and you want to put more money into your investments, again, only put what you're willing to lose or not have access to. You want to be able to function in your everyday lives. These are long-term investments, not short-term investments. Then what you should do is open a brokerage account and fund that money in there. You won't get the same tax advantages as a Roth IRA, but you can have more money grow over time, and you can do the math on the smart asset calculator that I'm going to leave in the description of this video and see for yourself what these assets will perform at. The truth is, good investing or smart investing is actually boring. It's bland, it's uninteresting, and I'm trying to make this as interesting as possible during the course of this video, but in reality, there's a reason why the latest and greatest get-rich-quit scheme always gets so many people on board it's because people don't want to think that this is the way you make money but if you look at those studies of the most amount of millionaires by profession you see time and time again that teachers rank up there now this isn't because teachers make more money than doctors or dentists or anything like that but it's because included in the benefits that teachers receive are actually defined contributions to a pension fund that gets invested in something typically like an index fund so because they have that guarantee to them by the government they are able over time to become millionaires. Remember, a millionaire just means you have a net worth of a millionaire. If you invest in the way that I showed you on the calculator over the course of time for 30 years, you will, in fact, become a millionaire two times over, almost three times over, but you're not living it up, spending a million dollars a year, and you could never actually make a million dollars a year to still attain that net worth. Look, I know for a fact that as the economy gets worse, the doom and gloom people are going to be out there in force. They're always going to be selling you on the thing that you need to hedge and the way you need to put your money and how all the stocks are going to go to zero and we're going to be in Mad Max Fury Road just by the end of the month unless you give them money, subscribe to their channel, support them on Patreon. None of that is true. I do believe in hedging to a certain extent. That's why I have survival food and I partnered up with my Patriot Supply, even though they're not the sponsor of this video. I'll leave their link in the description because I do believe in having some kind of prep for a disaster. But just because I have survival food doesn't mean I I don't go to the grocery store to get my regular food. You don't do everything as if it's a disaster. You prepare enough so that you can be all right if the worst case scenario happens. Again, don't move into a survival bunker, but if you have the money, consider building a survival bunker or consider figuring out where you're going to go in a survival situation. You train to do better in the future. You prepare so that when bad things happen, you're going to be okay, but you don't focus your entire life, give up your entire existence to prepare for the end of the world as long as you understand the basics of smart investing as long as you understand the basics of how compound interests work as i laid out for you in this video in a very rudimentary way you're going to be way ahead of the game if you implement those strategies compared to the financially illiterate population which is the majority of the population in the united states of america just do the simple things again it's not financial advice but it is what i do with my money i put 30% maximum, absolute maximum in the international index and the rest I split between the S&P 500 index and the total market index. I do that with multiple companies, multiple index funds, however you wanna slice it, but generally that's what I do and I don't think in the future I'm going to be proven wrong. I think in the future, especially with my buy-ins when the economy or the market is getting low, I'm going to benefit greatly and I think I'll be doing a lot better than if I went out into the woods and decided to collect rainwater and bury it for the oncoming water wars that are definitely going to happen. But hey, those are just my thoughts. Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. And overall, I'm not trying to get you to throw all your money into one thing or another thing or anything like that, But I just want you to have some calm and understand that we're likely going to come back from this. And due to the unique circumstances of the current recession, we're likely going to come back in a much stronger and quicker way than anybody's expecting. Or honestly, it's going to be way different than anybody's expecting because it's kind of unprecedented that the recession is due to the fact that we all kind of voluntarily shut down the economy or involuntary for a lot of small business owners in this country. And that productive capacity wasn't really diminished in that significant of a way when we did so. But again, let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. If you like the video, share me by leaving a like. Subscribe for more content. Follow me on all my social media. Support me via the support links in the description box of this video. This has been me talking about how to survive the recession. Till next time.